there'll be a smaller capacity, so people right. are encouraged I've to buy done their that. tickets early. Yes. That's what I have been saying to these people. This 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 park's uh, capacity has changed tremendously, which suggests it'll be a sellout quickly. So buy your tickets now. Yeah, don't That's use the term sellout at all, though, now. Okay. All right. And I think we also, there's a lot of fresh new talent that's never played the festival for the Lumineers, right. which is one of the top headliners around the country. They're headlining amphitheaters, other festivals. Great I got it all fleet. pulled up. Yep. Can, okay. I, does, does Jim's mic sound kind of tinny, or is that just the nature of the mic, Wesley? It may just be the nature of the mic. There, it, regardless, there's all I can do with his mic is adjust the volume up and down. It might be a little bit uh, piercing, but if not, just if I adjust if I adjust the location of the mic, let me talk and tell me when, if it sounds any better by moving it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, that 12, eight was 13. good. Yeah, the eight was eight. good. Is this good yeah. right here? Hello, yeah. Hello. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not bad quality. It isn't like ours, but it will suffice. Yeah. So um, let's just talk as long as we need to. A a, a half hour wouldn't kill us. Okay. Uh, but I don't want to just you know beat you to death. It isn't important. Um, when will you have the real spot cut? Do you think? Probably realistically, sometime the middle to latter part of next week. Okay. So maybe I should do another one. Um, update it. Um, but I'm we're probably, doing all this I'm, stuff live. So okay. Most of it is live all morning long, where I, where I cover the artists in greater uh, detail. Uh, on the spot that I cut, I just kind of hit the highlights and um, and ticket prices and your website. So okay. those are the are the important facts. But yep. I may update it tomorrow or Monday. Um, but either way, the message is is getting out there because we're because we're playing it every other hour, which is Good. we don't do that usually. So we're hammering the piss out of this. So good. I noticed that the that that the Max uh, put up the poster and they got one like. Ooh. Uh, nobody is listening to that station or watching their Facebook wow. page. Wow. Because the, just, the poster, you know, it's it, 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 it's interesting, Drake, because the poster gets gotten tremendous response, which has surprised me. You know, it's the first time we haven't had Hunt in thirty years. Yeah, I know. I think that's uh, a good thing. <laughs> I, yeah, it is. I love Hunt to death, but I got very tired of his style. Yep, yep. No, yeah. I think so. So, so uh, yeah, ours. Uh, we had a ton of comments and and you know shares and likes. The majority of the comments were positive. There's always a dick in every bunch, but um, sure, you know. So that's to be ex so. Anyway, let's just roll this and okay. discuss it and not get into anything too ugly. But we need to address past four years and Tom Lee Park and how this will geographically affect what people do and the question is going to be um, uh, is Handy Park a separate ticket has come up in questions so it, yeah and just to let you know on that if you have a three-day pass for the festival you're going to get free admission into Handy Park you can you okay. know, come and go you can come and go from Tom Lee Park as you please single day tickets don't buyers don't have that option all right we'll let's just hit it and and stay optimistic and positive and take that as our main thrust but some of the sidebars will have to be talked about Got in it. some form or fashion all right it's say when wesley and go ahead this goddamn airplane's going by 
<laughs> Take that Fucking out. FedEx. Thanks, Fred, you prick. Um, <laughs> hang, hang on a minute. <clears throat> Delete. All right, here we go. This is a special podcasting event with our friend from Memphis and May, their president and CEO. He's been there for a really long time. Our friend Jim Holt, who I have known for 30 years and have worked with him and associates of his on and off for this Beale Street Music Festival for a long time. Uh, the twists and turns it has taken, the great nights we've had down there in Tomley Park on the river were snatched away uh, during COVID and uh, all the messes that came with that. The fairgrounds last year was the only option and they pulled it off. There were some bumps in the road, but that's the past. And we are back now to the present and the future. Tom Lee Park, Memphis in May, May 5 and 7 is the festival. And uh, Jim has been working, I think, nonstop without sleep for weeks, putting all these pieces together and booking the solid lineup that they have for Friday, May 5th through Sunday, May 7th. Good to have you back, Jim. As always, have you slept this month? This is Great May to be 3rd. here with you, March Drake. And, uh, yes, I have slept. Uh, you know, I'm getting a little bit older now, so I do require sleep. No more of these uh, <laughs> nights with a pot of coffee and a couple packs of cigarettes. So it's, it's you know, can't do <laughs> so that like have... I used to in my 30s. So Yeah, I remember those days vaguely, yep. but yep. Um, things have moved along to a, to a new level. Uh, you were... Really pressed, I think, um, uh, because there were some some delays and some issues of discussion about Tom Lee Park as it undergoes uh, a massive change um, in how it looks and how it's accessed and all of that. But you still plan to have three stages. How is that going to look in the newly designed and in progress Tom Lee Park? Well, I I think people are going to enjoy the... uh beautiful new park it's still a construction site they uh the we're they were supposed to have the park completed by april 1st and they're now planning on uh completing it and opening it to the public i think late summer or they're planning on a labor day uh, if they meet that deadline but uh you know people are going to get uh, have the first opportunity to return to the park in you know over two years so I think there's a lot of excitement about that. I'm sure it's going to be a, a, a gorgeous park. It is going to be much smaller. As you said, it's gone through a very extensive landscape redesign. So it's going to be a different park for people to enjoy, but you'll still have the breathtaking views of the Mississippi River. And we have our three main stages in the park. We've, Because of the uh, limited amount of space we now have in the redesigned park, we've moved the Blues Tent to the Blues Stage and Handy Park. But kept all the elements of the festival. But it'll be a, it'll be a different venue, but familiar at the same time with that majestic view of the Mississippi River. And it'll hold three stages, uh, as it has in the past. But it'll be a bit. I think you used the word cozy, uh, cozier yes. than it has been in the past. Yes, it's it's a small. We've lost about forty percent of the usable space that we typically would have in Tomley Park, and our capacity before the landscape redesign was uh, 35,000 on a daily basis. And for 2023, our capacity would be limited to 22,000. So people that are excited about returning to the event, uh, encourage them to get their tickets early because we don't have the occupancy uh, ability that we have had in the past. MemphisInMay.org is where you can go to look at the ticket prices 
and how you can get a hold of those. We would suggest that you get them as early as you can because the lineup, uh, which is almost always the case, and uh, you work on this, I guess, usually beginning in, 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 in the fall uh, to book these acts because acts go on the road in the spring and the routing of them through Memphis uh, is part of the process. Uh, and so you have to decide who's available and how to place them and how to keep this as diverse as possible, which has always been the case. The comments I've seen from people on our Facebook page and in person are that it is a great lineup, it is solid, and covers every genre of music uh, out there. Uh, this year's country is Malaysia, and I don't know if they're going to have any bands here or not, but the headline names, and some names you might not, might not know, include the Lumineers, one of the biggest bands now in the world, that began kind of quietly and have eased up into a headline act. Greta Van Fleet uh, came on the scene and have uh, improved their lot as years have gone by, and they're pretty popular. Robert Plant, Alison Krauss, enough said about that. Uh, we are playing on the show some, uh, and, and the station, uh, some tunes of them in concert. And everybody asks, will Plant be playing Led Zeppelin? The answer is that he has reworked a number of Zeppelin tunes with Allison, and they are just fantastic. So just seeing him in concert uh, is one of the big things on here. Along with Earth, Wind & Fire, 311, Ziggy Marley for the reggae fans, Live, who's been around forever, The Toadies, uh, The Roots, that'll be fun, Glorilla, I'm not familiar with her work, um, but it'll be interesting, Living Color, Government Mule, the Struts, Gary Clark Jr. is a rock star and a great guitar player. And so when you enter into booking these acts, tell people how you do that and how you pick and choose how to make the pieces of the puzzle end up like this with the uh, diversity and with some stars, some up-and-comers. How do you put it all in place? Well, it, it's it, it's interesting. It's very much like putting together a puzzle. First of all, we, we typically would start in the latter part of July, early part of August. This past year, because of the uncertainty of the construction um, uh, for the landscape redesign of Tomley Park, we weren't able to get started uh, until I think the first offers went out at the beginning of November. Uh, thanks to Mayor Strickland, uh, he, he had committed, as you know, three or four years ago that Memphis May would only be out of the park one year. Um, and uh, that issue was resolved back, I think it was in, in October of last year. So we started booking in November. Uh, we look, we start off, number one, the event needs to reflect the city's rich rock and roll heritage and blues heritage and soul so those are the elements that we look for we look for you know the the top acts that are out there that are number one available uh, because a lot of acts you know it's easy just to, to come up with a list of artists and say i want this 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 if they're not working that's not a possibility if they're touring europe or south america it's not a possibility so we look at what's available number one Number two, we've got to make sure uh, that we have artists that are viable for the venue. Uh, I had someone the other day say, man, Guns N' Roses would be great. And yeah, I agree, they would be great. And if we had $3 million to spend, yeah. we 
we could put them in Tombly Park. So we look at what's available out there, uh, what's what's working and is routable, what will fit within the budget constraints that we have, and we go about starting with the headline acts. Uh, one of the underlying what we're known for on a national basis is the great diversity. We're not a single genre festival. You have a lot of, particularly for the more youth-oriented um, festivals around the country, they'll focus on you know indie music or rock, rock or alternative, and that's all you see there. Uh, we want to, as a civic festival, have something that appeals to all elements of our community. Uh, and musical tastes, as you know, are incredibly diverse. So yep. we look for, you know, what's going to provide a diverse lineup and then try to weave it together so there's some, you know, coherence in the lineup. Um, you know, again, rock is number one. Blues is very heavy because that's this Memphis is where that genre was born. Yeah. And um, so we, we start with the headliners, and uh, the very first artist that we confirmed was Greta Van Fleet, which is arguably the top rock band in the world right now. Uh, they came on the scene, as you referenced, I don't know, five, six years ago, and this band sounds like uh, the early days of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Incredibly popular, selling out arenas around the country. Uh, we chased after them several years ago, and they weren't available. They were available this time, so that was the first act we locked down. The second act we locked in was the Lumineers, uh, which is, you know, doing headline arena and amphitheater tours, haven't been in the market. And we had, you may recall, we had them booked in 2020 when we were forced to cancel for COVID. And then Robert Plant is an act that's been on our list for over a decade. And he had an availability along with Allison Krauss, who's headlined for us, I think, at least once, maybe twice prior. So those were the first three artists booked. Um, and then because, <clears throat> excuse me, we uh, uh, really wanted, didn't want to not have the blues tent because it is such a big part of the city's cultural fabric. Uh, so we were fortunately able to come up with uh, a way to present the blues tent nearby in Handy Park on Historic Beale Street, started booking that. And then it's as the artists come in, we would just, you know, look for something else that would be complimentary and would fit and have that coherence. Some of the acts that you mentioned, um, Gary Clark Jr. is just an incredible blues artist. Gorilla, yeah, Drake. Drake, you're going to need to, you know, bone up on your hip hop. She yeah, is yeah. on fire. She's, uh, you know, a hip-hop artist here from Memphis that burst on the scene last year. And, you know, she's been compared to, you know, the Cardi B, Megan the Stallion. She's blowing up. It's probably one of the hottest acts in the country right now. So she was an early booking that we went after. Um, AJR on the pop side, because we have a lot of pop music fans, sold out amphitheaters throughout the country last year. That was an early booking. Uh, Ziggy Marley hasn't played in a festival for eight or nine years. We got Ziggy flying in from Jamaica. He's excited, loves playing the festival. 311 is a festival favorite that's headlined in the past. Uh, Live has not been here for several years. A very potent classic rock band from the 90s yep. and early 2000s. People are excited about that. Uh, the Roots. The Roots have played for us. They don't do a lot of touring. Very exciting live artist. They've played for us, I think, either three or four times previously, but haven't been at the festival for maybe 10 years. Uh, so we had conversations and convinced them to come in. So we're excited about that. So 
you, and you just got kind of build from there. Hailstorm is an act that a lot of people are citing, a really, really strong rock and roll band. And they're going to be making their debut this year. Um, there is a smoking hot new country artist that's uh, well known for his many hits, and he's a very prolific writer. Hardy, he's out of Mississippi, that people are very excited about that. Um, we the, also, you know, the Giant is a really hot and uh, growing band as well that we play. They're, Young a, they're the a great band on record. They're, they're just fantastic. That should be they, good too. They, that's, that was one of our last bookings that uh, I just got it confirmed. I think it was a week ago. And as you said, very, very hot band. They just sold out Red Rocks in uh, Denver. They're doing an amphitheater tour this summer. We, they played for us in the past, but a very, very solid indie rock band that people are excited about. And then as we you know start as the the puzzle starts taking shape we look for various acts that would fit within the spectrum of that while maintaining a very strong diversity with the lineup but yet having a, co a cohesion living color i don't think has ever played vernon reed is just an incredible guitar player oh yeah and and this is something forever. that yeah. that fits really nicely we've got we've got living color on the stage with greta van fleet White Reaper is a very, very cool, very potent uh, rock and roll band, I believe, out of Louisville, Kentucky, that's been on the scene for about five years. We've gone after them the last two or three festivals. We're excited to have them on the lineup. The Toadies, uh, a lot of people, the comments that I've seen on social media, people were excited. And, and, and looking at the kind of classic rock 90s, 2000s, we've got a stage on Friday that people, when we haven't released the stage lineups, but I'll do this one here, we have 311 headlining live in front of them, then the Toadies, and we have Marcy Playground, who is known for that classic hit from the early 2000s, like Sex yep. and Candy, which you probably play. Yep. Um, so those, you know, you, you kind of, you put it together as, you know, if this puzzle piece comes in, well, we want to have this that will go well with that. And we've got artists in the lineup that have played in the past that, you know, are festival favorites, such as Lucinda Williams. Uh, as I said, the Roots, Government Mule is a longtime festival favorite with a lot of new artists that are making their debut this year. PJ Morton has never played the festival before, Low Cut Connie. Um, uh, Mike, who is a hip-hop artist that was made very popular uh, on YouTube. Um, people are excited about that. I just um, hope that, that you will um, uh, guarantee me uh, the chance to spend some time with Big Boogie. Well, uh, and he's looking forward to that. I've got, I, I put your dressing room backstage, Drake, right next okay. to Boogie's. All right, and good. you'll have you'll have your two cases, two six-packs of Heineken. All right, and, good, uh, good. You know, your golf yeah, cart, you're good to go. Uh, what does what does Big uh, specialize in? Uh, boogie, or what do they do? He, them. Big Boogie is one of the city's hottest hip-hop artists. He, oh, okay. and he and Finesse two times right now. We have, and we don't have, you know, and again, the, the lineup will vary from year to year. Last year we had a great deal of hip-hop artists, and there wasn't a, a strong availability this year, but we have three of the most popular hip-hop artists, all from Memphis, that are just blowing up nationally, and that is Glorilla, uh, Finesse Two Times, and Big Boogie. And we got them all on the same stage, along with The Roots on Saturday, along with some old school with Cameo, Word Up. You know, oh, yeah. people are excited to, to see Cameo, who I don't think that they played for us. It's probably been like 
15, 16 years, and I talked to uh, Larry's agent. Uh, he's jazzed about coming back to, to Memphis and playing at the Beale Street Music Festival. So it's uh, so the uh, diversity is obviously a, a big attraction in this area, but I think it is also in in, in a great part why you, you have tickets sold from countries all around the world. And being in Memphis and they see this lineup and all the possibilities, how many countries would you... Now, I know that in, in uh, past years, People have come from all over the world to this town. Do you see that yet happening so far this year as far as sales? Well, to be honest with you, Drake, I haven't been monitoring them this far. We were so busy getting everything ready. But we, we historically will have attendees from about 15 to 20 foreign countries. I know when I checked a couple of weeks ago before we did the lineup announcements, we had already had tickets sales in the U.K. and Canada and Australia and I think Mexico. Uh, but I haven't checked to see. I'm sure Germany's going to come in and Japan and the Netherlands. Uh, but people, you know, Memphis is such a musical mecca, and this is the perfect time to visit Memphis. Uh, so those people that have always wanted to come here, you know, they'll come in during the Beale Street Music Festival. They'll enjoy the downtown, grab some ribs, go to Graceland, visit the rock and soul music and the um, um, soul uh, Stax Museum of American Soul Music and Sun Studio and make it a week-long visit. Uh, and it's the perfect time to come in because you have this musical overload during the Beale Street Music Festival where you can see all these incredible artists at one time. Yeah, it, it is a really good time, I think, for this city to, to focus on some optimism and positivity. The image of uh, this city and its heritage uh, are evergreen. It, go, it, it, it will never cease to be an important place in music, uh, in general, in rock, in the blues. Memphis has had some, uh, some bad looks over the past year. But this event and the entire month of May uh, will hopefully eliminate some of uh, the negativity that has been around here and make this the star this week, not the other bad news. So that is the entirety of the month of May. And this kicks it off, and I think that we will have... Um, a great number of folks that want to be a part of this locally, nationally, and internationally. What is, um, how's the parking situation looking? Has that changed because of Tom Lee Park's alteration? Well, there's, there's a lot of construction going on downtown. There's a new parking deck uh, that they're building next to the Orpheum Theater that won't be open. Uh, so that parking lot's eliminated. And there was another city garage that was is in the process of being demolished on front street so parking will be a little tight downtown and people need to plan that early but given the fact that we've got a limit on the capacity i don't envision it being a problem uh, people may need to walk a little bit further uh, but it's it's worth the walk to be down there on the riverfront so can we assume uh, that with construction going on down there and the shots we've seen of the park and the equipment that all that stuff will be moved out of the way or will Robert Plant perhaps sing atop a backhoe at some point? No, no, no. All of the, the construction is being paused for the festival. And again, the, uh, the River Parks Partnership was supposed to have the park completed by April 1st. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the commitment that the city had given us two years ago. And we were concerned because they've had challenges with their construction projects in the past, completing them on time. Uh, and as it turned out, they've run into delays this and are running late. But they are removing all of the construction items. 
and equipment and such. I think they're starting that uh, uh, final move out, you know, here in the next week or two so that they will be out of the park. We will start moving in uh, the latter part of April. So there won't be any backhoes that Robert will be looking at. He may be looking at a Danish gopher or something in the uh, the <laughs> playground area down there. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> so the, there, there, there's a lot. Bob of, happy. got to keep Bob <laughs> happy, Jim. There, there, there's a lot of new elements. The, the, the new park will be heavily programmed with all kinds of things. But since it is under construction, those areas will be fenced off. So. I hate to break it to you, uh, Drake, but you will not be able to, you know, go to the playground and go down the gopher slide and or, or play with the uh, the toy alligators down there or use the well, fitness. Well, then why should I even come? I, and that's yeah. a bummer to me. Yeah. I, I, that kind of dampens my enthusiasm. Uh, but, Jim uh, Holt is our guest from uh, Memphis in May. Let's move along to the rest of the month. There's more sure. to this than just the festival, although it is the key element in the celebration. How is barbecue looking? Uh, last we spoke, you had most of the holes and teams filled in. Is that correct? Well, barbecue, and we're getting ready here on Friday to uh, uh, do the team confirmations. The application process closed a few weeks ago, and barbecue will be smaller due to the new park. And unfortunately, many of the teams that applied for it were going to be unable to accommodate. Uh, we. We traditionally with the barbecue team will have, or the barbecue contest will have between uh, 220 to 230 teams participating, and our target is to accommodate 150. So we have a pretty massive reduction in the number of teams, and uh, it's going to be challenging getting 150 teams into the park with the landscape redesign that's taken place there. But those notifications are going out. It will appear to be the same as far as from the patrons perspective as in the past with barbecue but again it will be smaller uh, just because our our space has been constricted pretty dramatically uh, but we're excited about that the teams are jacked uh, but we're going to have some tears shed i'm sure at the end of this week uh, when we send out the notifications uh, there'll be tons of meat nonetheless so oh yeah tons of meat tons of smoke tons of barbecue few beers to go along with that and uh, those majestic views down by the riverfront with the smell of roasted pork just <laughs> rolling so through have, the air we have tom lee park then you walk up beale street to handy park yep. for the blues correct and so this encompasses a good part of downtown i'm oh, sure absolutely. that uh, that uh, kevin kane is 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 just thrilled about hotels being you know full again and restaurants being full and uh, the throngs of uh, of of the of the masses down there enjoying oh, absolutely. all of this. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, one thing that's interesting, and a lot of people don't realize this, uh, but Kevin will tell you as well. The uh, uh, president of the Hotel Lodging Association, Memphis and May, is the number one driver for tourism in this city on an annual basis. The a Beale bunch Street, of money is spent. Uh, I've heard you know, various numbers, but but it's a lot. A bunch. Um, the Beale Street Music Festival on an annual basis is the number one demand driver for lodging in the city and has been on a consistent basis. And our barbecue contest historically has been in the top two or three. So, you know, Memphis and May, aside from being a lot of fun and reflecting the city's rich heritage in, the, you know, with music and with barbecue, 
we also generate a great deal of revenue for uh, area businesses, most noticeably the Hotel Lodging Association. Right. Um, you know, our we do an economic impact study um, each year, and I think last year, and we were down significantly last year because of the move to the fairgrounds, I think we still generated something like $2.4 million dollars in tax generation for the city of Memphis. So we're, we're a pretty potent driver. And then aside from the, the uh, economic benefits that we offer, excuse me here, I got to kill my phone. Yeah. Um, we also generate a tremendous amount of national media attention. Um, yeah, always we had. I think the Food Channel is covered, not the Food Channel, but uh, I forget which one. We've, we've got Michael Simonton's, who's got a barbecue championship show. It was the highest rated show. Uh, nationally they filmed last year they're coming back this year and i think uh, we have one of the networks that's sending down their their morning show for barbecue because it's such a visual event and of course the backdrop of the mississippi river so we'll have a lot of media attention and then beyond you know the uh, the music festival and barbecue are two biggest event but we have this spectacular river run that we do at the end of the month that's one of the fastest growing running events on Memorial Day weekend. And Drake, I didn't see you down there last year. I thought you'd be in the 5 or 10K. I'm hoping I'm doing the 5K you. this year. I'm a little bit older I'm, now, so okay. I, I can't really keep up. That's fine. So, we'll, we'll, we'll do that together. I did the 5K two years ago, my very first running event. But uh, Can we have we'll, beers as we run, or is that verboten? I'm not well, sure. Well, the, beer, the beers are at the end. Oh, I see. They're okay. at the I end. But, but, I was uncertain you know, about that. You and I can trudge along together for that for that 5K Memorial Day. God, what weekend. a horrible that, thought, Jim! What a horrible, <laughs> horrible thought. That, it's just, just not going to happen. Uh, and, uh, then, and then, and then, lastly, the, the the big thing I'm excited about is Malaysia, our honored country. We've got uh, uh, just a very, very spectacular nation with a rich and interesting culture that we're saluting in May, Malaysia. And I just booked, uh, and we haven't announced it yet, we have a few more additions for the music festival, but a smoking Hot Blues Band out of Malaysia that uh, is going to be playing at Handy Park on our, our Blues on Beale stage. So, well, Let me uh, ask you this. Um, mm -hmm. a, a couple of years ago, I, 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 it's been a really odd you know, three or four years. Uh, at one point, we talked about this, about how many festivals there are now in this country. From little ones to big ones. And there was like 480 different festivals, some small and some large. And COVID, I am guessing, wiped out the great majority of those. How many big festivals um, of a size like this and bigger are there now operating in America from, from here on out till th through the end of summer? You know, that, that's a great question. And to be honest with you, Drake, I don't know. I know that there's a number of festivals that uh, were pretty prominent and have been around for 10 plus years that just kind of threw in the towel this year. Uh, Forecastle Festival in Louisville is not happening. Baku in New Orleans isn't happening. A big one, I think, um, Firefly Festival up near uh, Philadelphia is not taking place. And just there was a lot of festivals, both commercial and civic festivals, that you know suffered extreme financial stress as a result of COVID and the inability to put on a large-scale event. And it's a, it's a very, very difficult, you know, festivals are very important for, for community building and also for the revenue they generate in tourism. They drive in imaging and branding for a city, but they're also very expensive to produce, and they operate on a very narrow margin with a threat always of rain. 
mm-hmm. uh, and weather that you know we, we can put together the the greatest festival of all time and then the weather doesn't cooperate and we have a problem so there's a lot that have uh, kind of folded up and gone away but uh, you know we're we're rolling strong i think this is our 46th year now and memphis may's got an incredible national profile and reflects very favorably on the city but well, uh, i can say though uh, from experience with you for the past Thirty uh, some odd years that we have maneuvered our way through some rain and mud, and yes, come out have. the other side just fine. So yep. it isn't a deterrent. Don't be a baby. It's just mud and rain. Yeah. And yeah. and if we can get get past all that, it has rained so much this this past couple of months. Maybe it's about done, and we can overlook uh, some of that stuff. And there well, will always be you know tons of vendors and food and and beverage and and bathrooms and the usual amenities that go along with an event of this size too so oh absolutely absolutely it's, it's always all always fun and always a good time what do you foresee uh, with tom lee park going through this uh, this paradigm shift uh um as it is once it is completed and you don't have any kind of a crystal ball where do you think the future of this festival lies i i can better answer that question drake in june yeah. um You know, it's going to, and I've said this for the last five or six years, Memphis in May is going to be a smaller festival going forward, simply because we don't have the space, and that will impact the number of barbecue teams that we can host and participate. That will impact the size and stature of the artists we'll present. There was was a number of people, you know, and we had last year the Foo Fighters booked yeah. Uh, for the Beale Street Music Festival out at uh, the fairgrounds because we wanted to come back. The festival hadn't been around for three years, and we wanted to come back big. And the Foo Fighters have played for us twice before. They love the event. And unfortunately, we had the tragic death of their of their drummer, uh, so they, they canceled. Uh, I think we were like the first or second date following his uh, unfortunate right. passing. The, the first, um, I think, yeah. That, that that's the Foo Fighters will never play Tom Lee Park again. It's not the size is not there. So mm-hmm. there are some acts that we've had in the past stature wise that just the capacity we, we, we've, we've lost close to 40% of our capacity. So we will not be able to going forward have the mega acts like we have had in the past. The lineup we have this year is is pretty aggressive given the size of the park and our board of directors felt since the festival hadn't played in four years that we wanted to come back very big. If you recall back in, uh, I think it was 20, or 2019, the last time we were there, we had, I think, the Dave Matthews Band, we had the Killers, we had uh, Cardi B. Heck, I, I think Facebook, uh, in their only time they've ever sponsored event, sponsored Memphis in May in 2019 and did a national marketing campaign coming out of our Beale Street Music Festival. I'm, I'm not sure that this festival needs the giant name Axe to be as successful because it has the the other attraction is the diversity of the artists, Correct. which you can see on the I mean, on this poster. It's just obvious when you scan it, uh, all the different styles of music and the genres that attract the attention of people, regardless if it's, you know, giant bands. There's still, you know, Plant and uh, Krauss, Lumineers, Ziggy Marley, Greta Van Fleet. There are enough big names to make it uh, attractive, along with the other bands, some new, some old, some R&B, some blues. All of it is there in one in one place for three days. So 
that remains attractive to many people internationally and locally. So I think we're in pretty good shape and uh, we'll be behind you all the way here and hoping for um, three days of packed fun in Tom Lee Park. And we'll see where this all goes from there. So the barbecue is a week is two weeks after the Beale Street Music Festival, and in, and, the, and toward the end of the month is the is the running and such. And um, and you've started your training for the run, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm uh, actually on the treadmill right now. Good, um, good. So okay, we're, we're in we're in really good shape. Well, uh, I, I, I know Sid Sid's out there every every year. She she's and I, yeah. I haven't seen Wes though. Wes may Wes may be doing the half marathon. That's why he's ahead of us. Well, this should probably be one of those try things where you swim in the river for a while and then you walk and then you a canoe and do the entire thing. Uh, ticket prices, how do you want, uh, how's that going to work out for people? Well, right now, the uh, three day passes are on sale for $205. Like everything, ticket prices are going up just like the artist fees and, and eggs and hamburger at the grocery store. People would not believe how much these bands are making. We yes, won't even go true. into it, but it is stunning. Yes. Well, and you're looking, you're looking you, at but. you're looking at close to four point four million dollars over the three days. And that so. has changed a lot, hasn't it? Boy, hasn't yes, it everything? Has. Oh my! Yes. The first so, one uh, you and I, the first one you and I worked on in, in 1990, I think we spent 157 thousand. It was Stevie Ray, Ray Charles, and me and you and Zeke in the rain. As I there recall, there you go. Uh, there uh, you so, go. Uh, the times we have had in Tomley Park. It's a uh, <laughs> Boy, uh, it was—it's a hell of a run, and it's still uh, underway. We'll look forward to to, to all of this, Jim. And um, oh, and single to... day tickets. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. Drake. So I just talked about the three day pass. I know a lot of people that you know looking. Hey, I can't make it all three days. Single day tickets are available for each day, and we've listed on our website the single day lineup. We haven't given out the stage runs at this point. Uh, but you can get those for, I believe they're $80 right now. And you can go to memphisandmay.org to purchase the tickets. Very good, sir. I think we've covered pretty much everything. Once again, to mention uh, Handy Park. When you buy your tickets, you have access to Handy Park. That's uh, correct. But if you don't have a ticket, how are you going to control that factor? It is open, free to the community. When 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 we thought about, we we're trying to come up with solutions because we didn't have the space for the blues tent. I thought, let's go into Handy Park, and there there's people in our community that don't have the financial resources to buy a two hundred five dollar ticket or even an eighty dollar ticket. So it's thought, you know what? Let's see if we can do this. It's so important to our city's identity and heritage. Let's do it and offer it free to the community so that everyone okay. can participate. And I went to Kevin Kane at uh, Memphis Tourism, the Downtown Memphis Commission, Xfinity, uh, and some other supportive sponsors and said, look, here's what we want to do. And so through their support has enabled us to offer the stage free. So even if you don't have a ticket, you can come down to Beale Street and enjoy some really world-class blues music. We had some great artists playing on the stage. And support the restaurants and businesses and uh, stay local and uh, all of that. So absolutely, it sounds like a well, well-balanced concept and we'll see how this all, all plays out. Uh, and we expect it to be interesting. First time in four years, it's back in Tom Lee park and we should celebrate that, um, and the history of this event and uh, hope for good things in the future as well. So thank you, Jim, as always, for your time. And I'll be talking to you and we will be 
playing uh, many of the bands that are on on the festival on the on the uh, program and the station. So stay tuned for that. Great. In the meantime, uh, I'll see you soon. We'll talk and we will be we'll do this again before the festival. How about that? Okay, great. I'm sure we'll have some updates on that. But we're excited to be back downtown on the riverfront in Tomley Park. And uh, May is coming. I think we're only about 62 days away. So get there ready. You get your tickets. Buy early and buy often. There you go. Thank you, Jim Holt, President and CEO of Memphis in May. We will see you soon. This is Drake Digital.